from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. I'm on the road again this week. I know I just can't get enough of it, honestly, but um, I'm really, uh, I'm in Southern California. And uh, some of you may ask, what? Yeah, so uh, Southern California welcomed us, welcomed us really well yesterday. Uh, we landed into the uh, storm of Hurricane uh, Hillary here, uh, the aftermath of it, uh, kind of towards the end, tail end of it. And then uh, we were obviously introduced to uh, the earthquake uh, just uh, a, a few miles away from where we were in OGI. So uh, with that being said, we're fine. Team good. Crew's good. We're all healthy. It was. We didn't feel much of it outside of rain. Uh, it was good in Southern California. It's been nice thus far. So with that being said, I'm in the studio. <laughs> I'm not in the studio. I'm on the road. Couldn't find my espresso this morning because, well, it's really early here, as many of you know. Um, so this shows at 6 a.m. In, in, in the West Coast. So with that being said, though, good morning, everyone. Welcome Monday. We're live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Rumble. Good morning, everyone tuning in. Busy, busy show this morning, so I won't, won't take you any more on any more of these fun stories. Although, uh, we do have a new segment coming up. Just want to tell you about that for just a moment. Going forward, we're going to be taking a submission once a week, every Wednesday. It's going to be the uh, WTF type of thing. Just send us the headline. I will not read the story. will not study it. You'll get a live reaction of what I think of it. Send me your best or worst. Either way, get a live reaction on the show. We'll be kicking it off this Wednesday. Can't wait to share that with all of y'all. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get started on this morning's show. If you're joining me with your traditional cup of coffee, by tomorrow, I will have one. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. And now we'll start off with Tesla disclosing a data breach impacting roughly 75,000 people. The incident itself is a result of a whistleblower leak rather than a malicious cyber attack. Tesla telling U.S. authorities that the data breach, which was discovered in May, resulted in the exposure of PII, including social security numbers, of more than 75,000 individuals. The notification letter sent to impacted people reveals that the data breach is related to a couple of former employees sending confidential information to German media outlet Handelsblatt. Tesla said the ex-workers misappropri misappropriated the information in violation of Tesla's IT and data protection policies. The compromised information includes names, contact information, and employment-related uh, records associated with current and former employees impacted individuals are being offered credit monitoring and identity protection services. This leak came to light in May when uh, Handelsblatt reported that it had received 100 gigabytes of confidential Tesla data from a whistleblower. The newspaper said Tesla had failed to adequately protect employee, customer, and partner data. The responsibility of data, even if it's a whistleblower case, um, it's got to be protected. The media should know better. And again, I say that knowing full well that our media by itself is inept at doing anything uh, beyond uh, um, just publishing clickbait headlines. So Handelsblitz has assured Tesla that it does not intend to publish the personal data provided by the whistleblower, but nonetheless, it is a violation. And as such, uh, Tesla will join the list of victims of data breaches, not malicious, although, but nonetheless, insider threats play a critical role in everything that goes on, this is this is one of those. 
The Cuba ransomware gang is using Veeam uh, exploit against critical U.S. organizations. The gang was observed in attacks targeting critical infrastructure organizations in the U.S. and IT firms in Latin America. They're using a combination of both old and new tools. The team over at BlackBerry, which spotted the latest campaign in early June, reported that Cuba is now leveraging CVE 2023-27532 to steal credentials from config files. This particular flaw impacts the Veeam backup and replication products. And an exploit for it has been available since, since March of 2023. Previously, with Secure reported that Fin7, a group with multiple confirmed affiliations with various ransomware operations, was actively exploiting it. BlackBerry reports that Cuba's initial access, access vector appears to be compromised admin credentials via RDP. They're not using any sort of brute force, which, again, decreases the chance of detection, increases their ability to be uh, stealthy in their operation. Cuba signature downloader Bughatch establishes communication with the C2 servers. It's also downloading DLL files and it's executing commands. The initial foothold is achieved through a Metasploit DNS stager that decrypts and runs shellcode directly in memory, making it essentially unrecognizable. Cuba utilizes the now widespread BYOVD, bring your own vulnerable driver technique to turn off endpoint protection tools. Also, it's using a burnt cigar tool to terminate uh, kernel processes associated with any security products. And this is where we as a security community have to come together and go, how do we actually adjust this? We know that they're going after the security products that exist in our environment. How could we potentially fix that? What would that look like? Cuba's also exploiting the zero logon vulnerability, CVE 2021-472, which is in the Microsoft Net logon protocol. This is given a privilege escalation against any AD admin controls, domain, sorry, uh, AD domain controls there. Cuba still is still very, very active, according to BlackBerry, and they continue to thrive. Google Chrome is now going to start warning you when installing extensions that are malware and a welcome development to many people that I know watch and listen to the show. Google is testing a new feature in the Chrome browser that will warn users when installing an extension that has been removed from the Chrome web store, usually indicative of it being malware. The unending supply of unwanted browser extension is published on the Chrome web store and promoted through pop-up and direct ads. Chrome will now give a safety warning to users and so it'll let them know that this uh, has been kicked out, that it's potentially uh, containing malware, and they can decline it. I think this is a welcome, welcome move for many people on here. The hiatus RAT malware is resurfacing, targeting Taiwanese firm and the U.S. military procurement system. Threat actors behind the hiatus RAT malware have returned from their hiatus itself with a new wave of reconnaissance. I love the guys at Hacker News for this. I really do. Sometimes they've got like really cool ways they write this stuff. It's a, it's, it's a little bit of wit goes a long way into making someone smile. Besides recompiling malware samples for different architecture, the artifacts are said to have been hosted on a new virtual private server. Lumen Black Lotus Labs said in a report published last week, the cybersecurity firm described the activity cluster as brazen and one of the most audacious, indicating no signs of slowing down. The identity and the origin of the threat actors are presently unknown. Targets include commercial firms such as semiconductor and chemical manufacturers and at least one municipal government organization in Taiwan, as well as the U.S. Department of Defense server associated with submitting and retrieving proposal for defense contracts. Let's see. Who has an interest in any of those? Country's name starts with a C. And you guys can guess the rest. That's right, China. The fact that they can't attribute it, they either don't want to attribute it or they haven't. Like, the Chinese aren't stealth. There's nothing stealth about the Chinese. You know what they're going after. This is a typical Chinese uh, type of cyber attack. And so, nonetheless, the fact that, you know, these guys don't want to admit it is something completely different there. 
The Air Force Office of Special Investigations and the FBI, including the National Counterintelligence and Security Centers, have issued an alert about the increased targeting of the U.S. space industry by foreign intelligence entities. According to the advisory, the U.S. is the main driver behind the projected growth of the global space economy, making the U.S. space industry an attractive target for foreign intelligence entities. They see U.S. space-related innovation and assets as potential threats, as well as valuable opportunities to acquire vital technologies and expertise to gain access to the U.S. space industries. These entities use tactics ranging from cyber attacks and supply chain compromise to strategic investments as well, which is a big one. This targeting and exploitation of the U.S. space industry, the agencies say, has impact not only on our national security, but also economic security and global competition in the sector itself. Threat actors, the agencies say, may leak intellectual property and steal innovation, uh, collect information on and disrupt U.S. satellite communication and related capabilities impact the U.S.'s ability to provide critical services and find exploit vulnerabilities in the U.S. commercial space infrastructure. The targeting may negatively affect the revenue of U.S. commercial space sectors. We all know the risks here, but if you are in this, this is really uh, significant. If you're in the space side, if you're in the aerospace division, you may want to tighten ship just a little bit. Suspected North Korean hackers have attempted an attack targeting a major joint military exercise between Seoul and Washington that kicked off on Monday, according to the South Korean police. South Korea and the United States will kick off their annual Ulchi Freedom Shield drills on Monday, and this will go through August 31st to counter the growing threats from the nuclear-armed North. Pyongyang views such exercises and as rehearsals for an invasion. They've repeatedly warned that they will take overwhelming action in response. Police investigation confirms that North Korean hacking groups was responsible for the uh, cyber attack. A joint investigation found that the IP addresses used in the latest attack match one identified in a 2014 hack against the South Korean nuclear reactor operator blamed on this specific group. This is the Kamiski group using spirit phishing tactics, sending malicious attachments embedded in emails, exfiltrating data, and doing so much more. So North Korea remains a headache. And in a good guy's uh Prevail segment, our African cybercrime operation has been shut down in a massive law enforcement operation. Interpol and Afropol led a crackdown that disrupted a cybercrime ecosystem responsible for some $40 million in losses to victims. The month-long joint operation by Interpol and Afropol arrested 14 suspected cybercriminals and more than 20,000 suspicious computer networks have been shut down across 25 different African countries. They've also arrested three suspects in Cameroon and one in Nigeria. Authorities took down two Cameroonian dark web websites, as well as 615 Kenyan malware hosters. In addition, 185 IP addresses were shut down in Gambia due to malicious activities. And two many mules were arrested in Mauritius after being linked to scams via messaging platforms. The so-called Africa Cyber, Cyber Surge 2 operation first launched in April was led by Interpol Cybercrime Directorate under Interpol Africa Cybercrime Operation Desk that is that that's it for our show this morning we'll be back with a whole lot more tomorrow until then make sure to tune in make sure to subscribe and if you've got any stories that you want to get a reaction video on please send those over you can do that on linkedin or on our website at uh, info at cyberhoppodcast.com till then have a great rest of your day have a great week y'all and stay cyber safe we love feedback so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform